And when COVID broke last year, people were calling it a health crisis. By August, I knew it was a fraud vaccine crisis. And now is the time to take on the fraud within CDC, NIH. They're going to do the cabal, as I call it, where they actually use human beings as guinea pigs for vaccinations. Okay, so today we're here with Andrea Rositas, who has been uh, injured by, because of, uh, has suffered injuries because of a vaccine shot. And uh, Andrea, why don't you tell us about your life before you took the vaccines, and then we'll get into that transition to your life after the vaccines. Yes, so before the vaccine, you know, I was an independent, hardworking person. I've always, you know, had a job since I was 18. Um, I did go to school part-time online. Um, I was looking to go into the medical field. Um, but, you know, other than that, I was always working. My job was very physical. So I was on my feet eight hours a day, um, up to 10. Um, you know, I love spending time with my friends and family and just, you know, doing things that we all like to do, like camping, going to the movies. Um, you know, just having get togethers with families and friends and all that good stuff. So when did you decide, when did you decide to get your vaccines? I got laid off in August of 2020. Um, mm -hmm. So I decided to go ahead and go into the medical field like I was already because I was in the in retail. So I decided to make that transition since I got laid off. Um, I got into a sterile processing program. Um, and at a, at a community college, as I remember, uh -huh, at a community okay. college, um, as the first day we were there, you know, as soon as the class began already, have you guys got your vaccines? You know, it's safe and, you know, um, you should get your vaccines. Um, the next week we had our head of, um, the program come in and they were talking about how, um, that there's not going to be enough room in clinicals. Uh, because of COVID and the hospitals. So um, one of the nurses mentioned, but if you get your COVID vaccine, you'll probably have more of a chance getting into the clinicals before anybody else who doesn't have their vaccine. When is this exactly? Is this January? January. Yeah, January. 2021. So, 2021, yes. So right. me, you know, I wanted to go back to work. You know, I'm like, okay, I want, my whole point was I'm going to do a quick program get out in six months, get a job. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to need the vaccine. My teachers got it, you know, and they're, you know, talking about how it's going to help you get into clinicals. So I go, okay, I'll go get it. Um, so I went and I got, I decided to get my vaccine. Which one did you get? I got Moderna. All right. And did you have any immediate reactions after? Yes. You so about 15 minutes after my, um, my injection, I started getting facial numbness, um, my facial tingling. At first I was like, mm, I don't, I maybe, you know, I was kind of like, oh, I wasn't expecting it because you don't expect it. Um, you know, you're thinking to yourself, is this really happening? You know, um, I, you know, it's, you, you kind of get clueless to it. What did they tell you when you, when you, when they offered you the shot and they're telling you what are, are some of the side effects and did you get it in the hospital? No. So I got it at my school campus. Um, they had the nursing program there administering the injection. So um, and so that's where I got it at. And they didn't tell me that like when I signed the paper, I looked at the side effects. I saw nausea, fever, um, chills, uh, muscle soreness. 
And I was like, okay, I'll, you know, that sounds like the flu shot. I have gotten the flu shot every year prior with no issues. So I said, okay, you know, I'm going to go ahead and get this vaccine because it didn't have anything. It didn't say I was going to have neurological issues or cardiac mm-hmm. issues because I have both. Right. So, you know, I signed it. Okay. Um, and as soon as I started getting issues, oh, did you eat today? Have you, you know, and they're giving me water, they're giving me different things. Um, And then I tell them like, you know, I tried to leave because I was like, you know, you know, maybe like it's not really happening. As soon as I started leaving, my throat started closing up. So I head back and I go, hey, something's really wrong. I go, I can't breathe. And they're like, okay, let's take you to the back, the the administration, administration office um, in the campus where a nurse was overseeing me. And I was sitting there and she, the nurse is telling me, oh, nothing, nobody has had any reactions to the vaccines. You know, if anything was going to happen, you'd be on the floor already. And, you know, you're telling someone that when they're having, going through that is very heartbreaking. And you're just like thinking to yourself, well, maybe I am overreacting and maybe it is anxiety like they're telling me because that's what they were telling me. They kept saying, it's anxiety. You're just having a panic attack. You know, you, you know, you're fine. You know, we, we, I just have to stop you for a second. We have heard so many stories, Andrea, mm-hmm. that people being told that this is anxiety, but the problem is that the anxiety has physical manifestations. Yeah. And so I, I just, I mean, there's some of this is even is so ironic to hear people in the medical community telling people who have rea- immediate reactions mm-hmm. that they're suffering from anxiety, and you're saying, no, but I can't breathe. It, my, 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 yeah. you know, my throat is closing on me. But go on, go on. it's almost as if, pardon me, <clears throat> it's almost as if they're told this is what they should say to people. You know, calm down. It's going to be okay. Your throat's not really closing. Your face isn't really itching. Your legs really do work. And it's all caused because of anxiety. We have heard that repeatedly from people. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy is a week to two weeks prior to me getting my vaccination at this site, um, they actually shut down um, the site at our Petco Park area, which, um, which is downtown San Diego, because they were, ha- I learned this later, that their people were having the similar reaction as me with the facial numbness and the throat closing one to two weeks prior to me having that same reaction. So it does get frustrating because they knew that that reaction was happening because the people who were at my community college were funded or um, from San Diego County because San Diego County was distributing all the vaccines out to the colleges and whatever vaccine location. So the person that was working there, his um, they were from Champion of Hearts. They they would have known about those reactions. And when he was telling me, oh, have you ate after I was explaining those reactions, it mm-hmm. should have been like a red, you know, like a green light. Oh, hey, this is what's happening to her because this is what happened a week or two. Now, that lot number is pretty much I feel like my lot number comes right after because their lot number is zero two one and mine is zero. Yeah, zero two zero four two one and mine is zero four two. And it has the same four last numbers after that. So obviously there's a link there. Um, and they should have known right away, like, hey, that's, you know, unusual. Like, you know, she is having those same reactions that we just had a week or two prior. 
Interesting. Interesting. Did that make the local news out there when they shut yes. it down? Uh -huh. it yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so that's your first reaction. And then they let you go after a while after they kept Yeah, My work. husband came and picked me up because I was physically unable to, you know, really drive. I felt like I was going to um, regurgitate. I just felt very nausea, nauseated and everything. I couldn't, I, I just felt weak. So then he picked me up, you know, I went home and then for the next days, again, because if you have people telling you constantly, there was like four people around me saying, it's just anxiety, you're fine, you know, and then you try to go explain to your teacher, because my teacher asked, oh, how do your guys' vaccines go? And, you know, I was telling her like, oh, you know, I didn't have a really good reaction. Right away, the topic changes, you know. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to acknowledge these reactions. You think so, you think it's because it was the teachers, the instructors, the school that was telling you that if you get your shot, you'd be able to go into an internship in the hospital? Yes, I do believe because I actually try to contact my school after this and I asked them, I'm like, the nurse helping me that day, can she at least just write a medical report? You know, because I do know I should I, sh I am um, I am I am, you know, entitled to that at least. Right. You know, she would have remembered nothing from my school at all no follow back no no you know nothing so you got gaslighted at the very beginning yes and so um you know i would so the next few days i was at home i kept feeling like sharp pains and we you know a lot of us having these reactions we describe a lot of sharp pains that we get especially in the chest or the neck area about 11 days later i end up having severe sharp pain as I was breathing in, and then I had really intense heart palpitations. These palpitations were so intense, I thought I was having a heart attack because I never had anxiety or panic disorder prior to this, never diagnosed with that. So I assumed it's a heart attack. I call 911, they come home to my home. My blood pressure is over 200, over 100. That's, you know, getting into stroke territory mm -hmm. now my heart rate i was sitting on the couch right here it was a uh, over 150 160 sitting on a couch wow so right away they tell me okay you need to go to the hospital i go to the hospital they check my blood work my d dimer which is for blood clotting um mm -hmm. sometimes it identifies blood clots um they it, it it identifies the little tiny it identifies the little tiny ones that this that the cats and the mri don't yeah so they went ahead and um because it was elevated you know they went ahead and did the x-ray of my chest um cat scan and an ekg everything was fine my blood pressure was still elevated while i was there but it was coming down once it got to a normal um blood pressure i was released and told that i would had a panic attack and that i needed to seek um psychiatric help <laughs> Yeah, and okay. I did. So they're, they're, they're watching your numbers, and they're telling you that this is a panic attack. It's anxiety, and you need to see a shrink. Yes, and again, gaslighting. The obvious. Again. Oh yeah, again. Um, I don't know what point from the hospital to when I got home, but a light switch went on, and my body wasn't the same anymore. I feel like my nervous system or something just went haywire in me. That's when mm -hmm. I started getting the internal vibration. So this vibration, if you get your cell phone and you sit on it and you put on vibrate, that's how it feels, but intense. Is that episodic or do you have it, you know, three times a day, four times a week, you know, once no. every 10 days? No, uh, it's daily. 
it's daily. And when it first happened, when it first started, the first two months were so intense that I couldn't sleep on my own. I had to take, you know, my, you know, whatever I had to make me fall asleep. So that's how bad you, it was. You described, you described it, Andrea, when we talked on the phone before this interview, um, mm -hmm. you had a comparison to one of these uh, massage oh, yeah. Tell so, the audience that because it's hard for people to understand, you know, exactly what it feels. They need comparisons to understand it if they've never gone through this. Yeah. So if you go to the mall and you go into a massage chair and, you know, you turn it on and it starts vibrating, that's mm. how my body feels inside. You don't see it, but that's how my body feels. And that was never how I felt before. I did not have that vibration. I, you know... I can't even lay down because if I lay down, sometimes I feel like the bed's moving and I'm like, wait, it's not moving. It's just my body. It's just internally what's happening to me. I do. Do you I have do, pains in your head as well? When, when your body's vibrating, does it go up to your head? It do, I always have kind of pressure like this on my head. Mm -hmm. Like it always feels like I have that constant headache. Um, if the tingling migrates up to my neck and my head area, it caught like with the little vibration it's really one of the most annoying things you'll you know ever have to deal with because you're you imagine you're you know you have these tingling sensations and then your neck and your head is vibrating that's not normal that's right. not comfortable you can't you know and i do tell people like you know getting anxiety of course you're going to get some health anxiety when that's happening to you because you don't know why it's happening to you and you never had that before and it's been months and i still have this and i can't you know imagine when i'm not going to have it because nobody's helping nobody knows the answers so i take it you did not get your second shot no and i keep getting pushed to get my second shot and I i'm home. like my allergist, he keeps telling me, you know, well, I recently, he pretty much cut his ties with me, but he told me at the end of the message that, um, that there was a, a study that said that people who had anaphylactic, um, issues, uh, reactions to the vaccine, um, that if they, um, loaded up on histamines before the shot, that they would be fine taking the second shot. And I'm like, well, you know that I have neurological issues and I have cardiac issues. So why would I go take that second shot and take a chance that it's going to get worse? That doesn't make sense. If you can't fix me, then why should I go get that second shot? What was his response when you said that to him? Um, well, I didn't tell him that part because it was all through our email. Um, but I had asked him, I, I repeatedly asked him for different help. So I asked him, can you at least look into mast cell activation syndrome since a lot of the people that are in my group have that now? And he said, it's out of my area of expertise. Um, you're going to have to go back to your primary care doctor and ask for a referral. I also asked for a medical exemption um, from the vaccine. I was denied that. Um, he said, um, I'm not doing any medical exemptions at the time. Um, you can go ask your primary care doctor after he's the one who put um, allergy to the Moderna vaccine on my chart. Wow. Wow. Have you submitted that to, um, have you submitted a report to VAERS? 
Yes, so I did mine a little late, but I have, um, they did update my VAERS report. Um, so I did mine in April because I thought doctors were automatically doing it um, for us. And that's not the case. No, it's um, not, it's not. some of the doctors don't want to do it, but there's reasons for that. And and your yeah. doctor in, in California um, mm -hmm. may not have wanted to do it because in California, there's a war against doctors who write exemptions. Mm -hmm. They then sometimes are reported to the medical boards. And oh. then their their licenses are in fact at risk. And if they get if they write too many exemptions, mm -hmm. sometimes they get called before the board and they have to basically justify why they do it. They have to spend legal fees. So there are a lot of doctors in certain states, and California seems to be one of them, That's where they horrible. where they in fact shine away from writing medical exemptions. Okay. Yeah, and that's and that's, that's you know, and that may be and and part of it when a lot of people say that they expected the doctors to report to VAERS, mm -hmm. we know of stories and these are anecdotal stories, but there's still there's still evidence of doctors reporting to VAERS on behalf of a patient where they believe that the injury that the patient has is connected and linked to the mm -hmm. vaccine itself, and when they have reported it. Some of the doctors have been called by the CDC and have and they've said to them, "Why are you writing this?" So there's wow. there, there's a lot of threats that are out there to keep it down. It's not just that the people who are suffering the injuries are in fact, you know, gaslighted. Some people in the profession are gaslighted and to because are intimidated, I should say, by the system. That's horrible. And that mm -hmm. makes sense now because I do have my VAERS updated now and it has, they put serious. So to my understanding, someone from the CDC updates your VAERS because I send in my uh, medical records to them because they kept asking for it. Mm -hmm. And then finally, I think in June, they said that I never sent it. And I told them, no, I sent it. I sent mm -hmm. it on this date, exact time, everything. And then they finally updated my stuff in August and it said serious and permanent disability now. But I do not know why. Does it say it's connected to the vaccine? Yes, it, it says, say yeah, pretty much. You know, I have my number here um, if you guys want it, um, but it's a VAERS ID. Um, it has my birthday. Well, not does have my birthday, it has my age. Um, but it says, you know, uh, permanent disability, serious, yes. And it all verifies that it is from the vaccine. And then I have a long list. You can see um, the long list of different things that I have going on. Read the list to us if you don't mind. Yeah, so it says symptoms, adverse reaction, blood pressure increase, blood test abnormal, chest pain, um, dizziness, dysphonia, uh, heart rate increase, hypertension, malice, muscle twitching, malaysia, nausea, neck pain, painful respiration, palpitations, panic attack, panic disorder, paresthesia, throat tightness, tremor, and that's pretty much it. That's a lot. It is. That's yeah. a lot. For someone who's 32 and, you know, I didn't have any, you know, issues prior with my health, um, Besides, you know, just losing weight, I think a lot of us, you know, are it's on every that. woman's worry. That's every yeah, woman's worry. Um, I had no nothing on my record prior to this, so it's really upsetting to have all of that now. So, how how is your husband coping with this? Um, he's, you know, understanding. <coughs> so he's my. I'm very lucky that my partner. He's very understanding, you know. <laughs> but he also is, you know, I can tell when. I can't go down with him to ride his trucks anymore because, you know, I don't feel comfortable. You know, I can't go to, you know, 
um, camping how we used to and do all that fun stuff. I could tell he gets a little sad, but you know, I'm very lucky that he is supportive, but he does not want to get the vaccine because of what happened to me. So does he, he have to because of his job? Uh, luckily right now, um, he doesn't, um, he works for a school union, uh, school. So he's a part of the union. So hopefully they won't require them, but he does have to get testing mm -hmm. every week, I believe. Did you ever get tested when you were <clears throat> dealing with these doctors to see if you had had COVID or? No, they never <clears throat> tested me. Did you have any symptoms of COVID prior to getting your COVID shots? No, no. I never had COVID before. Did you, um, did anybody from any uh, NIH ever ask you for some of your blood? No. So I contacted the NIH the end of March, um, beginning of April. Um, and because um, I wanted to be a part of their research, if they because I know some of the girls were uh, ladies were a part of the research. Um, so I wanted to be a part of that. Unfortunately, they got overwhelmed with how many of us were coming to them. Mm -hmm. And they I was told that if my doctor would contact them, that they would go over what they know so far. None of my neurologists ever contacted them to get me help. Even to this day, my new neurologist, after I told her, hey, you can contact this person from the NIH and they'll go over what's going on. Still no contact. And my new neurologist, when I went back to see her two weeks ago, um, she even say, stated that she's seen more people coming in with this internal vibration that I'm talking about. So when she first saw you, it was hard for her to put it in any context. Mm -hmm. She hadn't seen many. And now over time, she's acknowledging that she has seen this. Yes. So she's seen people. So um, and I also found another woman that's, you know, had the same similar reaction to me, who's also in San Diego. So it's starting to pop up more. I am right now. I have three people in my family. So my um, uncle's wife had a reaction to the Moderna, very similar. And then my cousin, she just had a reaction. She lost complete. Um, she had her uh, injection and then mm -hmm. her arm, she lost function of her arm. You know, she's still kind of up on the fence about the vaccine. So she's trying to say it's mostly because of work related incident. But we've always worked with heavy um, carrying heavy objects. And so there's there's a link to why her arm's not working. It is working now, but it stopped working after the injection. Did she have the same injection that you had? No, she had the Pfizer. Okay. Is she did she get the second shot? Yes, that was after the second shot. And the even her um ER doctor said it could be a a, a reaction to the vaccine. So, in wrapping this up, what do you what is it that you think is important for the public to know, especially on the day that President Biden is coming out and saying that all the federal workers, which I think the number is maybe four million, you know, it's not just in Washington, D.C., it's across the country and across the world. Is, but he's coming out with a policy now mandating that all the federal workers should get their vaccines. Now, if, if you take it to the linear um, definition of vaccines, that would be the vaccines that are required and possibly if they make boosters required uh, as a completion for vaccines, you're talking about possibly three shots or, or two shots. Yeah. Well, what, what's your reaction to that? Knowing what I, you know? Knowing that I, what I know now, I don't think they should be mandated. And I think that more research is needed because some of us are getting really sick from it. And, you know, it's not in our heads. These are real reactions happening. This is real life changing 
because of these vaccines. And as if they're, you know, hiding it from people, like if you go and sign that paper and it says fever, headaches, it doesn't say neurological or cardiac issues, you know? So when you sign that paper and if it doesn't list that, to me, that's not informed consent. And as Americans, we deserve informed consent because it's, you know, you're not gonna get any help. There's no magic solution if you do have a vaccine injury, you know, the doctors don't know. I have been, you know, I have had doctors acknowledge that they don't know why this is happening, but they know that it is happening. So there isn't a, mag- a magic solution and, you know, you won't get help right away. I've, I'm seven months down the road and I still haven't had the proper medical care for my reactions. So knowing that the U.S. pharmaceutical industry that produces these vaccines here for distribution here in the United States are mm-hmm. distributing overseas. What, what do you have to tell those poor people overseas that maybe don't hear about the stories of what's happening here in the United States? You know, I feel for them because they're basically, you know, they don't have the resource, you know, even though I haven't had the greatest uh, medical help, they, they don't, they're not going to get any medical help over there. There's not doctors, specialists. There's not, you know, any supplemental medical care that they can go through um, to reach out to. Sometimes, you know, there's nothing like that over there. And they're, you know, basically going to have these reactions and are not going to have immediate help because by the time we start getting help over here, it's not going to start translating over there until a few years. And I feel like this is going to be something that's going to take a long time for us to heal from. Do you think there's there's any uh, negligence in the in the lack of information that has not been given to people in the informed consent? Because as you know, mm-hmm. um, and I know that there are there has been neurological research testing um, and actually some help given to some people and they're testing what possibly could reverse this and the neurological injured from the vaccines. Do you think that there's negligence because they ha- because the government has not gone public? I think there is negligence because they're afraid of, um, vaccine hesitancy. So they do not want to expose this, but at the same time, when you're hiding this and you're finding people on TikTok or Facebook who are talking about their adverse reactions, it's going to make more people hesitant to get the vaccine. So, you know, it should be talked about because if they're, you know, they're not talking about it. So our doctors are kind of like, when you go to one of my first two primary doctors, when I went to them, they did not want to help me at all. They did not want to link it to the adverse reaction. I actually have a letter from Sharp Hospital, my hospital, that says we apologize for your, you know, treatment after your Moderna vaccine reaction because I reported my doctors because they weren't helping me after I begged them for help. You know, I did not get any testing of my blood or any blood work until April. Did you report them to the medical board in California? Um, I reported them. Um, yeah, it said it was going through the medical board. So um, I reported them through Sharp. Um, so I don't know if there's two different ones. Um, I'm not aware if you just go to the medical board directly, but I did do through the Sharp. Good for you. Have you heard yeah. back about what's going to happen with that case? So basically, they told me they're going to handle it, you know, you know, during their process and stuff. Right. But they did again. They apologized, you know, for you know my my distress um, because of the whole incident with my Moderna vaccine and trying to get help. Um, but I really do hope that the government starts speaking about it because these doctors will become aware that it's happening and it'll stop labeling us as anxiety or panic issue when it's not. 
Andrea, thank you very much for sharing your story. And please come back as it develops and let us know what's going on. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good day.